Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you, dear listener, would like to help the instance out, you can do it financially even at patreon.com slash frogpants. And uh, if you like shows like this and others on the Frog Pants Network, it's really a great way to give back. That's patreon.com slash frogpants. And thanks. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance, episode 488. I'm Scott Johnson with Patrick Beja. Hello, Patrick. Hey, everyone. What's going How on? How are you doing? What's going on, man? We missed you. Uh, condolences oh, to you, you and your family for your dad's loss, but uh, I know you uh, you probably had some good time to sort of reflect and get away, and and now you're playing Diablo while we while we speak. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. It was you know it was a rough uh, couple of weeks, three weeks, but uh, I I have to say, as I said in a couple of other shows, uh, video games helped. You know, wanting to get away for a little bit playing some uh, overwatch some diablo some other stuff and mm-hmm. uh yeah it was it's the kind of uh, ooh i giant head on the video <laughs> what's happening i fixed it it's skype changed oh, their okay. uh, their right. display thing with a, their recent update and it's super annoying so now when there's only one person okay. on it blows your head way up but you're fine you okay thank you <laughs> Well, that was an appropriate <laughs> conclusion to that conversation. Let's move on to video game stuff. Let's talk about Patrick's big head. Um, no, I, uh, we, we missed having you here, obviously. Uh, last week, I was in Vegas. That's why there was no show. I went there on vacation with my wife, had a great time, and met up with some listeners, hung out a little bit. Always a Excellent sur- episode with Russell, by the way. Oh, really thanks. enjoyed that. Thanks, I did too. Um, it was fun. It was fun to do. And uh, and people are like, oh, I'm so glad you, you planned to talk about each intro and what the int- what the differences were and i have a confession to make it wasn't planned i winged that i we got in there and we knew we were just going to wing this conversation because that's how russell and i do it but when i got in i went you know what there's something i've always wanted to know this is all in my head i want to know kind of what his take on these different things are and so i just had them all handy and played them as we went and it all sounded planned but it wasn't it was all just you know what it. it's it's almost like you have you're used to doing uh podcasting mm. and you kind of have an act for it it is almost like that almost, almost though. like not entirely but almost uh anyway we we missed you uh terribly but a lot has happened in the uh world of blizzard since we last spoke certainly warcraft it's incredible yeah. i mean you know, I think it was a few a few days ago. I realized uh, what Blizzard is in uh, in April. Like what's happening in Blizzard games in April. Mm-hmm. You have seven two in WoW. Uh, you have Ungoro in uh, in um, uh, Hearthstone. Yep. The Necro Beta in Diablo. Uh, 2.0 in Heroes. Yep. And Uprising in uh, in Overwatch. And even in Starcraft, uh, the the original you know Starcraft. <laughs> And uh, and Brood War are free now, and there's the remaster coming later. But this this month, it's uh, it just became free. There was there was so, even a video of a guy who speed did a speed run of Diablo two and did it in. Oh, I forgot the time. It was real short though, and did it like without. Game? It was pretty short, but he never 
hit a single mob. He did a total pacifist run through Diablo 2. And and I he did it. <laughs> how can you like what how do you deal with the bosses if you don't So he he was a character and I forgot which character he was, but he was a character that has some natural sort of thorns abilities like stuff where oh. if they hit you you die. So so it's not quite the pacifist no. uh, run. It's the passive aggressive yeah. run. Yeah, like, it's the like, passive aggressive. Exactly. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching That's you. That's a really good point. It's like being on fire and saying, I didn't burn him. He touched me. It's like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he did this whole, and I watched some of the video, and he went through the whole game like this, and his gear obviously was all, um, you know, the gear he would put, he would equip all the time and try to uh, have drop in the game were was gear that would enhance this sort of, if you touch me, you're going to die sort of thing. Right. He died a bunch of times, so it's not like he went through this thing unscathed, but made it all the way through that game in like record time, and it was crazy. So, just that's even just a little extra thing. All this Blizzard stuff, just like on top of everything, all month, uh, which has been great. I mean, I I don't have any, I don't have a single complaint. I may have one complaint, <laughs> one tiny complaint. I don't have a single complaint. Okay, I may have one. Yeah, I may have one, uh, and I'll discuss it. In this is the appropriate place to bring it up. I don't think 7-2 is all that great. It's okay. It's not like, it's not bad. It's just kind of more, uh, you know, gated content. And it's, you know, grinding to open stuff up. And I'm not sure that I like the the look of the Broken Shore stuff. It's all very sort of dark and purple and green. And yeah. it's just not... It's not doing it for me, and I and I know I'm not alone, but I'm sure there are plenty who like it. So I'm not trying to make a judgment for everybody here. I just my own personal sensibilities have not been, um, how do I put it? I just I've not been you know compelled so much to continue working in there real hard. I, I've gotten kind of uh, you know again other Blizzard games have sidetracked me as a result, but it, the WoW content has not been the thing in April that's that's drawn me at all. So you're not the first person to say this. And uh, I'm curious because, as we mentioned, I've been uh, preoccupied uh, by other things. And so I haven't even launched WoW. Like I have I, I naturally went to games that were smaller, uh, easier sessions, mm -hmm. ended up spending, you know, five hours in them. So it <laughs> doesn't make sense. But still. And um, and so I'm not sure exactly what the problem is, because looking at it from the outside, it seems like a huge amount of content and, you know, some very uh, uh, interesting one. You have like the uh, personal, like the class quests that lead you to a mount and you have the, uh, the specific aisle with some fun invasions. And so I guess I'm wondering, is it that the content isn't great or is it that it's just the same for as the beginning of the expansion and like all right i've done this now i i don't need to do it again kind of i think there's a piece of that here um i don't think you're wrong mm -hmm. I, I think maybe part of it too is uh, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to look at myself in the mirror and say that i'm part of the problem and part of the problem being <laughs> i'm to the point in the life cycle of the game where repetitive stuff is just not doing it for me anymore um and and I come I, I ebb and flow on that right I might come back to that and go oh no I love grinding this stuff out like when when we first got uh, World Quests I couldn't have been happier I just loved mm. I freaking loved that and I loved it loved it loved it kept doing it doing it doing it and then about day eighteen or so you're like ooh I've done this one eighteen times I don't know <laughs> if I want to do this one again and so you start to hit that wall a little bit and I think I hit that quicker than than many. 
Plus, I like to play like a lot of video games. I play a ton of indie games, and I play a lot of other Blizzard games, of course. And and as a result, I'm always I feel like I'm always looking for that next high a little bit, and mm. and I'm not so much. And you you've grown a kind of a. Um... Uh, tolerance to to wow goodness yeah like so it doesn't affect you as much yeah like let's put it in a world, real world scenario pot's not doing it for him anymore so i had to get into the hard heroin <laughs> <laughs> all right that's not a good well you know I think, I think it's really it's really interesting because that's the sentiment we had not the drug thing but like the <laughs> all right we've done this with uh warlords it it was you know we were non-stop for the first couple of months and then it got a little bit tiring. And when uh, Legion came out, we were like, uh, this is the best thing ever. And we didn't think it was going to produce the same, uh, the same effect. Right. And it seems like it kind of is. So I'm wondering whether the quality of the expansion, because Legion is definitely an incredible expansion. And we played it, as you mentioned, nonstop for like two or three months. Right. And and still, it's kind of okay. We've done this, and I I'm pretty sure I will come back to it at some point, as I did with uh, Warlords. If you remember, be- when the Legion hype started, I got back into Warlords and couldn't stop playing for two months, kind of like in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I grinded everything, and I got my flying and like all of it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, maybe it's just. It's not just that Warlords had this or that feature that was a little bit less repetitive friendly. It might be that it's just the world of WoW expansions now. You play them for two or three months, and unless you're like way more hardcore than we are, which you know we are probably some of the most hardcore people, mm-hmm. or maybe we've been hardcore for like five years, so now we're not so much anymore. Yeah. So unless you're that, you're like, okay, I, I get the expansion, and I'll come back later. That's that's a definitely a big part of this. Like we're talking about an eleven plus year old game, where they amaze me what they're able to squeeze out of it. Right, like every time a new expansion mm-hmm. comes out, especially with Legion, I still say Legion's my favorite expansion. I freaking yeah, me too. I Absolutely, think it's, I think it's amazing. So I'm not having. But that's the thing because we think it's our favorite expansion. It would hold that we would play it yeah. nonstop for two years, right? But yeah, it's not happening, and it's not happening. And I think that if this was 2007, that would be happening. Like that's all mm-hmm. I'd want to do all day every day forever uh i think that we've been in it for so long and i I guarantee they talk about this at blizzard i guarantee this is a a subject right it has to come up because they can only do so many things to enhance what the engine itself is even capable of in terms of mechanics or new ways of playing it that aren't just kill this kill that get some stuff go buy a thing get the thing do the thing you know like it's it's kind of it's kind of Lots starting, of you're starting to see the things that it can do. I mean, you're starting to see the maximum things it can do. We're seeing the outer, outer edges of what this game is physically capable of doing. And I don't just mean, oh, they're not, you know, cutting edge graphics with shaders and, you know, people using your GTX 1080s. I don't know, they're, they're finding new and interesting systems basically every time. Sometimes they work better than others, but it's not like, yeah, it's always press your buttons and do your rotation to to kill the dude, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. It, it, and like I said, I think they're geniuses for how what what they milk out of it. And I don't mean that in a negative mm-hmm. way. They they're able to take a fairly rudimentary uh, system right. and add mm-hmm. on to it in a way that is brilliant. And they do this with all their games. So this is not a negative thing. It's just that I think that if you play a game for that long and you've seen every part of it all the way through, 
you start to you start to go all right well what else do you have and again not as a negative it's not it's not on blizzard to make sure that my sense of uh muscle memory and repetitiveness is satiated all the time like they well it kind of is but i I mean honestly i think the weirdest thing is that the the a similar expansion would have held our attention for longer five years ago oh yeah and i'm not sure i understand why beyond the fact that we've been doing this for 11 years now so it holds our attention for two or three months and then we go to something else and maybe Concurrently, there are so more, so much more to do in the gaming world that maybe that also doesn't help. I think that's a huge part of it. Like for me in in particular, so this is my own personal take, and Patrick may share in this, but this is I, again not not su- subscribing this to everybody else. But I'm just saying, not subscribing, prescribing this for everyone else. <laughs> uh, I wait. I I'm subscribed <laughs> to what now? <laughs> I didn't want that magazine you know i'm not interested in in weapons utah daily no 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 you're getting the it's the dirty porny ones that come in the uh the the those are interesting. it's in the paperback so you can't tell what it is until you open it. it's fine (laughs) uh but anyway so i think what it is is i you know every week there's some five to ten things that come out that interest me and i'm like ooh, look at this weird twin stick shooter i want to try or look at this weird indie thing or this new ron gilbert point and click adventure game like his old lucas arts games i want to try that out like uh you know that that is a constant deluge and i'm interested in all of it i love it all i love video games i, I want to play you know i can't wait for mario kart next week totally stoked uh can't wait for heroes 2.0 next week totally stoked like there's all these things i'm excited about yeah and when warcraft 7.2 hit i was stoked i got in and i played a ton i played you know almost only that for a few days and then I just went, well, all right, some of this is kind of the same. And what? how much time do I have? All right, I got an hour. I bet I could just go do some bounties in season 10 of Diablo. And that that is going to give me that's going to give me the drug I want quicker. And I can get out of here because I've got this dinner <laughs> at seven. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this lifestyle thing that has shifted in 10 years. It's just I, I, I don't know if I have what it takes to be a 10 hour straight MMO player anymore. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just. I'm just laughing because the comparison between WoW and drugs used to be like a serious <laughs> PR problem back in the 2000s. Yeah. Like it, it was a real problem. So we're like, uh, yeah, okay. like anything. So yeah. bringing back memory. Yeah, you but, were. Uh, but yeah, no, I completely understand. <laughs> I think this is this is pretty appropriate because ultimately, whether it's you know WoW or something else or even a movie, you're looking for something that gives you some fun. And if it's because you're you're you know you've done it a few times, it's not as much fun. Then yeah, it's it, you're not going to keep doing it. Yeah, and, and, and um, don't forget, and, and and keep in mind, other MMOs aren't filling that void. Every once in a while, I'll get a little hankering for like, oh, I'll go see how Elder Scrolls is doing, and it turns out it's doing real well. It's nice. It's a good game, but I still get in there a little bit and go, yeah, but this is just sort of let me go fetch a deal and do a thing. And if I'm going to do that, I may as well be in WoW doing it. You know, like there's yeah, that yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. And there's a and there's a lot of, you know, free to play or otherwise available MMO experiences that that don't compel me the way WoW does. But even then, I just I feel like I'm just either needing more or in some cases I need less. Like finding out what it takes to get, you know, the pathfinding achievement in this one and get the get flying is right. going to be. It's I look at the list and just go, oh shit, I don't. <laughs> 
I don't want to do this right now. And it's not that it's bad or it isn't well-gated or content-wise. All that stuff's great. They're masterful at this stuff. There's no question about it. It's just not matching up with my puzzle piece right now. I think if you're if you've gotten to a point where you don't really enjoy the moment-to-moment gameplay, like the actual pressing of the of the buttons, mm-hmm. right? What mm-hmm. you're actually doing when you're um when you're playing the game, the 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 which the rotation, the mob killing, and everything, it, then it's really difficult. You're probably not going to enjoy the 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 overarching objectives like the pathfinding and all of the other stuff and the reputation. And obviously, that's something you can only be excited about if you have uh, if you're having fun killing those mobs one after the other yeah so i think that might be obviously you're not going to be excited about this if you're thinking well i could go play my diablo character which i like or i could do a few games of heroes or test out genji or you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and those games by the way have all the same they have the same problems ultimately i mean they they can if you play nothing but non-stop diablo you're going to get to a point where you're like i can't play diablo for a while i gotta get away oh, from this. I, yeah so no, of course i mean i hadn't played diablo i think in a year or two no oh, man uh something like that and and i i think you know we talked about this on the um on on the show when there was the the event the the diablo you know the old school diablo oh, one event right thing mm-hmm. and uh and I played through it. I went to the end of the of the dungeon of the cathedral, and I thought it was kind of dumb. You know, it was okay. It was like, all right, you know, I played Diablo in weird <laughs> pixelated mode, and I looked at. I mean, we can talk about this when we go to the Diablo section, but um, yeah, and and I hadn't been excited about Diablo for a long time, and now I'm. It's all I'm playing for you know the past couple of weeks, and yeah. it will last a week or two, and after that, I will go to something else, just like for. Warlords, you know, I I came back for uh, the the Legion hype and and played nothing else for a couple of months. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's natural. It's just it's just surprising, you know, because we had been playing WoW for what six, seven, eight years nonstop, mm-hmm. and so it's surprising that we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. It shouldn't be yeah. because it's weird to be doing the, it. The turning point for me was probably Warlords, and Warlords just got to that faster. Like, it got to that malaise moment much quicker for me than any expansion had previous to this, and I think that was was the primary thing. If it, if it was possible at that time to cut through all the online vitriol of why people didn't like Warlords, uh, I think it all it kind of boiled down to that. It got to the mundane much faster than previous content had and legion is much more like previous content in that it it doesn't really have that problem but you know i find myself getting nostalgic like i was talking with russell in that interview i get nostalgic for like you know pandaria all the time and I, yeah. you know, the truth is what did i like about pandaria i don't even know i couldn't tell you i just have a lot of nostalgia for it i loved it and i don't know why at the time i was also bored with like dailies at the end they were killing me at the end of that thing that, that was a horrible well, end of expansion i thought bad bad tail end of an expansion in my opinion but it doesn't matter like our memories are weird like i we all look back on wrath of lich king I think, oh it's so good you know but mm, we all hit these walls eventually i think in in uh, pandaria i mean maybe i'm wrong it's the most obvious thing but the the setting was really 
that's what I remember when I think about Pandaria. You know, not so much the systems, but really the setting, which at the time, that's what the dev team and what at as Blizzard we were telling uh, you know, the the community, it was like you can't really be going at eleven all the time, like with every game having the bad guy who's going to destroy the entire planet for every expansion. It's it's kind of dumb. It doesn't, you know, you get fatigued. Yeah. Um, but it turned out that I think it was very accurate because for for uh, uh, Pandaria, what I remember fondly at least is the serene uh, panoramas and the the beautiful vistas and and the even the ridiculous pandaren that are telling you you know how's it how did they put it like go slow don't be so fast like don't be in a rush to get to level to max level and and start doing your your dungeons that was i don't know i appreciated that yeah that's what stays with me i i agree um i think that's a huge part of it i'm being honest like why why i'm so drawn to it and why i listen to the music more now and all that stuff i just i think back on it plus it you know it had like family and and uh freaking uh (laughs) blowing monkey kings away and stuff that was great you know it was a good time thank god you said away at the end of that (laughs) sentence yeah good thing uh, skype could have really played a joke on us right there and cut me off which would have been bad (laughs) Anyway, uh, I did want to mention that this new Anduin Broken Shore cinematic is pretty awesome. And um, you know, oh, so I didn't watch it because I didn't want to spoil myself. But and and again, thanks, thank God I said spoil and not soil. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so what is it like? Should I watch it? Is Every it time you see Anduin, you you soil yourself when you see the young king boy, boy king. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't think it's spoiler. Is it the boy wolf? Or it's not, oh, no, I don't know what they call him. What do they call him? They okay. call him the, the the weird kid. The, the weird kid. That's it. Anyway, okay. he's uh, he's sh- all it is is him showing up while Greymane and uh, Velen are hanging out by the where Varian died. Again, that's a, oh, I guess a spoiler. That's emotional. It is. So so where he turned into blue mist, they're standing there talking about stuff. And green. then, yeah, and then and or green. Sorry. And then Anduin shows up and they're mad. Well, Greymane's a little mad. He's like, you shouldn't be here. You you know, we don't want you in harm's way or whatever. And he says, I needed to be here. And he and he walks over there and hangs out and looks at the place and finds his dad's sword and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's, it's emotional and cool. Um, it doesn't I don't think it spoils anything. It's basically just the passing of the mantle moment where you yeah. realize. Well, Anduin, if it did, then you just did. So, well, yeah, I guess I just okay. kind of did. But it's there is a moment where you get kind of a. I don't know if it was a flashback, but it kind of reminded me when uh, Arthas is laying in the arms of King Tyrion or uh, King uh, Tyrannus. What was his name? Anyway, whatever. I think it's Tyrannus. Yeah, my is that my son? That guy. Mm. Uh, you know, I keep I kept. Uh, never mind. That's what personal? Oh, never mind. Never. No, no, no. no. I mean, all this stuff is probably uh, hitting closer to home for you. It, it, it even does for me when I think about my dad. But there's this moment where uh, they vary in sort of dreamlike standing there kind of helping pass the mantle on and it gives it doesn't spoil any you're gonna want to watch it for yourself but this doesn't spoil any big story points or anything but it's like he's sort of talking from beyond and he you know essentially tell i forget the words but it's essentially you know and when you're in charge now or whatever and his mm. and he hands him his son. Maybe his, that's those are the words. They they might actually Anduin, be. you're in charge now. <laughs> Anduin, you're in charge. I'm out. 
and he and he takes off. Um, but he does and it. He takes off to the Nexus. But it's Chris. Like, All right, it's where's Chris, the party? What hit me though is it's Chris Metzen's voice as Varian, which has been true for a long time for Varian. He does thrall as well, but um, Metzen, who also left the company, well, didn't leave the company. Not that Varian left the company, but Metzen <laughs> left the company a while ago. You know, retired, and and we had an interview here on the show with him about it and all that. Uh, this felt very poetic. It was like Chris Metzen handing his quote unquote sword down to those who are taking over for him. And it really hit me. Like I went, Oh, this is, this is way, I don't know if they meant that or if they intended that, but I sure came away with that feeling of like, this is Metzen passing the mantle down to those who would take over for him. And it was pretty poetic and, and well done. So anyway, uh, off off Anduin goes with a renewed sense of duty and and kingship. So there's that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's good. You should watch it. It's it's nothing. It's nothing that spoils the content of the game. I guess I should say. Right. It's, it's not like, a, like all of a sudden it's an oh my god moment with something that happens. No. It's just just a, it's no. There's okay. no surprises. It's all like it's pretty you know standard tropey stuff, but it's it's effective. I liked it a lot, and I don't like Anduin, so it's nice to like him a little bit. <laughs> You know? Yeah, he does seem a little bit, I don't know, he's not whiny, but he's kind of, I don't know, he's a little bit annoying. Like, he feels like an annoying teenager. A little bit. Uh, and I know he's been, like, very adult for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, since uh, since Mist. He, he was like, oh, we should be peaceful and good people. and like. But it's <laughs> like, all right, the game is called Warcraft, dude. Let's <laughs> Let's not get too excited with this. P stuff. Yeah, Mr. Passus um, over there. He he's he's definitely got a new tone to him. And boy, I'll tell you who's grumpy though. Uh, Greymane uh, is a grumpy old oh, sack. He, he seems very grumpy. Yeah, he's like, damn it, you're not supposed to be here. He's just yeah. constantly complaining. And uh, I get it. I you know we've he's seen some <laughs> stuff. I get it. But woo. yeah, and he's like he's like the the those those undead stole my lunch once, and I hate them ever since. <laughs> So I get yeah, it. But. Him and uh, him and Jaina, they're both just big old chips on their shoulders right now. And mm. I don't know what's. Uh, we have no resolution on Jaina and her pissiness. We got to get somewhere with her soon, or else I'm going to lose it because I need to know where she's going to be at. She we can't. all we all know she's kind of a like what not edge lord but uh, <laughs> demon lord thing. You think so? You think she's going to turn out to be? Well, uh, all right. It's so it's so like you know on the nose. It's like she was. Super nice and cool, Jaina. And then, yes, they got attacked by the, you know, they had the mana bomb thing and whatever. But <laughs> then she paints her nails black and she's all like, oh, I hate everyone. And I cut myself. And like, it's so, yeah, it's a little bit too much. She's pretty angsty. You can't click on her without her Let, going. Bah, 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 bah. She just yeah. yells at you every time. Let's for Theramore. Like it's like, no, I'm just here to do a quest. For <laughs> Theramore. <laughs> Let's anyway. put it like that. If. If she doesn't turn out to have been like, I don't know, possessed by some kind of demon, it will feel weird and inconsistent. Like you don't it doesn't sound right to me if she's she just went from Snow White to like, yeah, you know, uh, uh. What's her face in in Fight Club? Oh, uh, the other one, Marla. Marla. Yes, it's Marla. Yeah, there you go. The one that. Oh, never mind. I won't tell you about that scene because it's kind of gross. But my favorite scene in Fight Club involves a uh, chest of drawers, her and Brad Pitt, and and an object, and it cracks me up every time I see it. Anyway, (laughs) I'll leave that to everyone's imagination. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, whatever. She's uh, she is who she is. We'll see how she turns out. But man, Theramore, man a bomb made a big impact it turns out um all right also just a tiny little note before we move on to what's happening in some other games uh the doom hammer if you ever thought you could take the doom hammer on a plane i got some bad news for you but i have it i can deliver it in a way that is at least a little heartening somebody asked the tsa on twitter can i bring my rechargeable power bank the shape of the greatest orc warriors or uh weapon ever orgrim's doom hammer on a plane so you know those doom hammers that had usb chargers on them that were on sale on the Blizzard store for a while. Uh, it's like an actual, not full size, but like a little doom hammer with USB charger stuff on it. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. And the, I mean, you see his keyboard behind in this image, so you can kind of see how big it is. Anyway, uh, TSA re- responded and said, we're glad you asked. Replica weapons, even those belonging to the, hordes chief, or the horde chieftains, must be packed in checked bags. Which is kind of awesome that they understood yeah. the reference and responded in kind. It's the only time I've ever liked the TSA in my entire life. <laughs> but it's really nice, you know. It's it's a great PR move. Mm-hmm. It, it, there must have been someone in the uh, community team at the TSA that actually knew what the thing was. Probably a Warcraft player, mm-hmm. and uh, and he re- responded exactly in the way he should have. Right? He yeah. was like playful but informative and accurate. It was it was perfect. Yeah. It's, like it. it's pretty great. It made me happy to see that. So uh, anyway, if you guys are out there wondering, should I take my doom hammer on the plane? The answer is no. <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you about the time post 9-11? I got a pocket knife through TSA onto the plane through the entire flight and off on the other side. And I'd forgotten it was in my bag. I didn't do it on purpose, but I'd forgot I had it in there. And they never they never did anything about it. They put my stuff went through the scanner and it's a big old lock blade like those kinds you whip out and locks like that and somehow I got away with it. I that shouldn't make anyone feel comfortable. I just wanted you to know that somehow somehow it happened and on the other end I went, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened." I left it there and had someone mail it to me. That's back when you thought that the uh all of the checks and security thing was actually 100% <laughs> accurate and was working and wasn't just well, to make us feel better I, about there, I know that i mean i know there is that there you can be very cynical about that stuff and i and i'm kind of that way too but i thought a knife would show up you know what i mean well yeah i mean yeah i agree i, I understand think, if i, I have like an, not... a little extra liquid in a in some hair gel or something big deal but like a big block blade knife like it seems that seems wait how big is your pocket so <laughs> it wasn't in my pocket it was in my <laughs> It was in my bat, my carry-on bag, and it was the, the blade's like this long. It's like a five-inch, well, not the blade. Oh wow! The, the okay, lock, that's... locked. It's like this long. Then you open it; it's like that long. So, I don't know. Wow. I forgot it was All in there, right. to be honest. But anyway, TSA, don't send me a bunch. Don't no one coming at my door or anything. I didn't do anything illegal. I just forgot I had it. And this was years ago. Okay, so everyone, calm down. I know I'm in some NSA database now. Moving on. Let's move on. We oh, are, I wanted to mention this Greg, uh, Greg Street tweet uh, or a series of replies to a question that he got because I think it's interesting. Now, he no longer works at Blizzard. Obviously, Ghostcrawler has moved on. He's at Riot, handles stuff for the League of Legends guys and doing great work over there. And looks like he'll be at Nerdtacular this year, which I'm very excited about. Anyway, that's uh, like two months away, by the way. Holy shite. <laughs> I don't want to think about it right now. <laughs> I have so much to do. Um. Anyway, he somebody asked him this question. I know you're an advocate for player dev communication, but when would you feel radio silence would be the best course of action? And he says, great question. Overall, I think radio silence tends to do more harm than good. So he's a, you know, continues to be a proponent of 
transparency and communication with fans uh, when it comes to game development. Even if your answer is, we don't know. I feel uh, you're better off saying that than saying nothing, even if things are super heated. I feel like you're even better off saying, I care enough to try and engage than to try and wait it out and hope it cools off. So that's his general thing. But he also says this. Here's when he would advocate radio silence. So when Blizzard goes quiet, maybe these are the reasons. All right. Number one, you're trying to build hope for something or let players try and figure something out. This has to be done deliberately, though. Okay. So there's that. What would that be like? Uh, uh, what was the Overwatch character that was like under so much secrecy for Sombra. Oh, Sombra, right? They, they may have overdone that one, but that's maybe an example of it. Uh, someone when can, they put like yeah. a hint somewhere and people are asking what it is and they don't want to say, and that might be something like that. Sure. Yeah. Number two, someone could get hurt if players ask me why someone got fired or even if they got fired, I'm going to take the fifth. I don't talk about a candidate who is interviewing for fear of their current employer retaliating against them. So there's that. That makes sense. Number three, you make... That does make sense. It does. <laughs> Imagine if that happened. <laughs> hey, dude, great interview. Thanks for coming to the office. Yeah, that could be real bad, especially especially uh, in the games industry where everyone knows everybody, you know? That'd yeah. be bad. Uh, number three, you make the situation objectively worse. I say objectively here because it's too, uh, it's too easy to argue, well, we might just uh, fan the flames, unquote. I'm talking about things like players want details for how a server got compromised by malware... Uh, but if you share too many details, you're just making life easier for the hackers. Uh, and fourth, he says, there are plenty of serious legal ramifications, specifically if you settle a lawsuit and the lawyers say not to say anything. This applies to insider trading stuff. I wouldn't talk about a studio we were thinking about acquiring or a, a software package we were thinking about licensing. <gasps> They're thinking about acquiring a studio at Riot. There you go. Oh my That's God. it. You guys confirmed. Riot's buying and Blizzard. they're interviewing people yeah they're interviewing people for their acquisition of blizzard that's what's happening they're buying blizzard (laughs) they certainly have enough money to if they wanted wow well i i i don't know i mean tencent is probably the biggest company uh, in gaming in the world but blizzard is expensive i mean that's probably the other biggest company or something like that you know um, we're all and i'm not saying this is bad or good we're all going to be working for chinese companies in like 10 years that's how it's going to be everybody because yeah, they're, they're buying everything. They're buying everything. Do you hear about their their Steam com, uh, competitor that Tencent's making? E game, yeah, yeah. That's well, a big it deal. It already exists, but it was China exclusive, and now it's going to be everywhere. But yeah, yeah. No, I know it's. And crazy. they already have an install base, fifty million more people than Steam has. Like that's yeah. ins- it's insane. It's insane. I mean, people don't understand the 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 the, the importance of china in everything and uh if you're interested go follow zuj ex who's a analyst on twitter he's super funny he's a good guy he was on on my gaming show pixels a few times Mm -hmm. and he's very interested in china if you want to keep appraised of everything that's happening there follow him and you'll know everything and you'll also uh, enjoy a couple of really bad jokes in the process yeah indeed uh, and I love a good bad joke. So uh, there's that. Let's talk about Overwatch. Pur- purveyor oh. yourself. Yes, uh, purveyor of bad jokes. I can appreciate a good one when it comes my way. Oh, that Lucio music can only mean one thing, and that is it's time to talk about Overwatch and Uprising. And I like it a lot. Uh, Patrick, I'm going to let you describe it as an event and why it exists and why it's great. If you do, I don't know if you like it or not. We haven't talked about it. How could one not? Okay, so I have to 
pause my <laughs> slaying of demons if I'm going to be like actually focusing on the show. Um, <laughs> I'm impressed. Wait, can I just say something? I'm impressed yeah. that we had such a good, intelligent conversation that entire time while you were slaying demons. That's very impressive. Imagine how much better it could have been, though, if I had been uh, actually not doing something else. Because I'll be honest. Diablo doesn't require a lot of attention, yeah. but it still require requires more attention than a conversation on the show. Yeah. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Sure. Um, <laughs> all right. Self-deprecation aside, yeah. uh, the uprising event is really really cool, and I absolutely love it. Uh, and the reason I'm saying how could someone not love it is that it's basically what everyone had been asking for um, in their wildest Overwatch dreams for months and months. Mm -hmm. uh, ever since the Junkenstein event had uh, been unveiled during the Halloween, what was the name? Halloween Fiesta Spectacular? Uh, yes. Like that. I think something like that, to that effect. Halloween Fiesta Spectacular. There you go. <laughs> Nailed um, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, so for those who don't remember, uh, well, Overwatch is a very PvP game, and that was a PvE event where four people teamed, to get, teamed up together, uh, set uh, characters to take on basically what was a horde mode with a bunch of waves, and you had to survive and do and finish it as quickly as possible, do as much damage as possible, and there was a number of different difficulties. Um, so people really loved it, and it was a different way of playing the game that was really interesting, and we had been asking for something like this with possibly more of a um, lore aspect to it, basically telling the story of Overwatch if they could, you know, something a little bit more... Single player oriented, not really single player, but campaign oriented. Yeah. And what Uprising is, is basically all of that. It is a uh, PvE event for people teaming up to take on a series of enemies, but not in horde mode this time. There's actually kind of a scenario happening. Um, and it makes use of all of the mechanics of the game. You have to uh, hold a position for a little bit, then you ex uh, you, you uh, escort a payload, and then you just have to kill more Omnics. So already there's a fun way of using the the, the mechanics of the game in that aspect. It's kind of weirdly also, like almost like a tutorial. Not it's not a tutorial, obviously, but there's some. It's like a tutorial of everything you do in in Overwatch. Really, like they could bit, yeah. they could almost convert it and say, you can almost do. I mean, you can almost tailor that thing as a tutorial and say, "All right, we got to go to the thing," and then a voice would say, "This is when you have to get on the payload." And bit bit bit. I mean, it feels I like know. that from a from a weird a weird angle. Anyway, keep yeah. going. And send the so um, oh as clown baby is saying in the chat room it's basically left for dead in Overwatch kind of kind of um, yeah. yeah and so the the other aspect that's really cool is the lore aspect because you are in a battle that happened in the story in the history even of Overwatch uh, seven years before the present day that's the first mission that Tracer was on and it's an incident that happened in uh, in uh, Kings Row in in England in London and not only do you live through that mission but also uh, what struck me very much was that you are, so you're playing Torbjorn, um, Tracer, Mercy, and Reinhardt, and at some point, there are Omnics here and there, and at some point there is a Bastion that shows up, and he's trying to wreck you. And you're actually, so it, it makes you 
feel what the Overwatch team was going through during the Omnic crisis or <laughs> towards the end of the Omnic crisis, right? Yeah. It feels like when Torbjorn then uh, is really angry at Bastion when he's on the team, they have those, you know, those quips before the match begins and Torbjorn is like, oh, that tin can, I'm not fighting with you or like whatever. It's not just words. It's because a few years before you had Bastions all around trying to murder him, and yeah. you're you're like it. It feels really dangerous, and like you're they're they're super uh, uh, difficult to get. So in all of those aspects, I think the uprising scenario is a wonderful achievement. It can get really hard. The, the first difficulty is trivial, but then when you go up difficulties, it gets really hard. You need coordination. You can also do it with different characters. The most of the achievements only count with the the, the predetermined four, but you can do it with any character if you want to. I, I think there's nothing to uh, criticize about the whole thing. Yeah, I like it a lot. In fact, don't forget too, if you get in and do it the way it is with the pre-built group, uh, that will give you a guaranteed loot box. And if you go in and do it with the any hero mode of that same scenario you get a guaranteed loot box. So make sure you do both right. people if you haven't done both. Um, Ooh, and the skins. Yeah. Some of oh, them yeah, yeah. are so good. Super amazing. <clears throat> some, are, uh, some are a little boring. Like, I, you know, Reinhardt looks like a different colored skin. It's like no big deal. But some of them are amazing. Yeah. All of the all of the old Overwatch teams uh, skins are a little bit boring. The, the fun aspect is that if you're all together and you all have the same, you know, that Overwatch uh, skin, that Overwatch team skin, it's kind of fun. Um, but aside from that, it's really about the Blackwatch, right? The Blackwatch Genji and Blackwatch McCree are super awesome, yeah. badass looking. So Yeah, that McCree fun. is by far probably my favorite in the whole thing. I don't know why I like it so much, but I really like the McCree. And uh, it's good. They're killing it, as usual, with the stuff. I love these uh, these events. I love the, the co-op stuff. Um, how it compares to Halloween... I probably like it a little more given its mobility. I like that we're moving around uh, and doing right. different You're things. You're not just standing in place and waiting for enemies to arrive. Yeah, which is good, I think. I think it's good for the game to to have that difference. But, um, yeah, it's real good. So, yeah, Overwatch, catch it. It's awesome. <laughs> it seems like a dumb thing to say. Everybody knows it's great. You should definitely check it out. And uh, now let's take a little time to talk about the game at hand, which is Heroes of the Storm. 2.0 is right around the corner. Looks like the date is the 20... What is next Tuesday? 24th, 25th? 24th, I guess. Is that right? I think so. Uh, 2.0 happens on the 24th. We didn't know it was going to be this soon. I actually thought it was going to be in May, but uh, I was wrong. I guess Blizzard did say April, but I don't know why I didn't believe it. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot to wrap your head around, and so I thought it was going to take them a little bit longer. But not only do we have Genji as the new hero coming out, and... Uh, Hanamura as the new map, which is I don't know if you've played that yet. It is awesome. Hanamura is so I awesome. I haven't played the map. I've seen the the presentation. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it feels. I, I was talking with Garrett on uh, Pixels uh, this week, and he was telling me it's not as crazy as uh, as it felt, you know, in the presentation. But there's so much happening with the payload and the, and it looks. The graphically, like it looks a little bit different as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels a little bit more like fine graphics. I don't know. 
but it, um, it's definitely so here's here's a few things i'll say just from my playthrough or my time with it we played it a bunch on tuesday after core um it is uh it's a two-lane map it's relatively large but it's just the two lanes but the two lanes are wide like big wide ass lanes and I wasn't sure why that was at first until I got to play it. When these payloads spawn, and you can have up to two of them in, in play for either team at any given time, and they're kind of random, uh, and you're trying to get yours to your spot and theirs to their spot, they convert to a turret at those endpoints and then fire on the enemy core. The enemy cores only have seven hit points. And that seems like it might be a fast map. It's not. Um, what ends up happening is they've bas- well, they basically created a map that is no long it's not really a laning map i mean it can be there's still advantages to taking down keeps and that sort of thing but the focus so it's more really, like an arena yeah it's of? more like an arena fight it's more like a team fight or opportunities for team fights are just all the time and mm. outside of xp soak and stuff the lanes don't matter nearly as much uh, it's but not, you still have the minions going down the, the creep going down the lane. You right? still have that, but so you, you don't still have to pay attention. But to you that. have no min, you have no mercs or or bruisers or any, anybody who's gonna or not bruisers, uh, whatever they call the 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 bosses. The, yeah, bo- there there is a boss and there are mercs, but they do very different things. So when you take yeah. out a merc camp, uh, they drop a, an item, and this is where they've added new main game pay, play mechanics in it. So it might be this coin, and that coin gives you... Uh, I forgot what the ability is for the coin. Crap. Well, one of them is this dragon thing. Oh, it's the healer, right? Oh, that's the healer one. Right, right, right. And it makes you, it makes somebody, whoever has it, if they activate it around their friends, they create some 35% sustained healing and, and mana regeneration. So it's, it's actually a very helpful thing during a, during a team fight. It's like having a Lucio and a, I don't know, Malfurion pop off at the same time or something, but for everyone in the in the zone. So that's really nice. There's another one when you activate it, it sends out these little ghost dragon wisp things and they reveal the three closest heroes, enemy heroes to you. So it's just like a, a great little vision trick. So if somebody's hiding in the weeds, you'll find out and you can go get them. Um, it's For someone who's been repeatedly killed by Valyria. <laughs> Valyria, Valyria, that, that elf. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Yeah, she's, she's a real shithead. Really- she's a real shithead, I like to say out loud all the time. Um, but yeah, she, it's, uh, it's just, they're trying all new things in a way that's really refreshing. And that map is really fun, like intense 20 minutes. That's about how long your match is going to last. And it is way more like, should I push our payload through? Should I fight them so they can't move theirs? Um, instead of, you know how in overwatch, if you, if you take out the team and you're now standing by their payload, if you standing there will make it move backwards. Mm. That's not what happens no, here. It goes it goes backwards even if you're not standing. Oh, there, I didn't actually. know that. So then it's the same in here. I was forget. I, I I could never tell how that works. I thought you had to stand by it to make it go. But anyway, that's the same here. Then it just kind of on its own slowly will move back if nobody's there. But they can have up to three of them pushing it, and it will be, you know, speed one, speed two, and speed three, uh, depending on how many people are there. But there's yeah, same in Overwatch. Yeah, and there's really trippy. Is it only three in Overwatch though, or is it all five yeah. of you? Okay, it's three max. Three for the speed. The highest speed you get is if you're three on the payload. Now, what's great is these two payloads. Sometimes the blue and red payload can be crossing paths right in the center of the map, and when that happens, oh. and when that happens, they can't move, or one of them can't move because the other one's in the way, and the teams will just converge there, and we will fight like crazy. And if you take down a keep, you get two hip. If you if you take down a keep while the payload's being moved. This is the trick. Then your next shot on core will be worth two two hit points, not just one. 
if you take down uh, another keep before you've shot off your payload, you'll get, I think it's up to a maximum of three or four, which is significant when your thing's only seven, right? Yeah, it's seven, yeah. It's very rare to do that. You hardly ever see it. Um but it's it's insane. Anyway, I love it. I don't. I, I'm I'm doing a terrible job explaining it. The game's free. Go freaking get it. This doesn't even count how cool Genji is. He plays great. Really liked him. Uh, we go way in deep depth on core about this. So check that show out uh, over at frogpants.com/core for all the nitty gritty details. But suffice it to say, the new uh, loot box system, the way the skins are going to be working, the way the currencies so are going to work. I don't think you talked about uh, the 2.0 in in the show. On I here? think it was here or core. I don't think we, you. Exp- oh, we no, talk here. Here. Well, oh, yeah. On here, we haven't talked about it hardly at all. Yeah. So, so two point yeah, is, is it the me. the main changes are this: loot boxes are coming uh, this week, in fact, or next week, and that means that uh, this complete revamp of the XP system. Think of how Overwatch works, where your character just keeps leveling, and every time you do. Uh, and at some point the leveling stops, you know, at first it's quick, quick, quick. And then it's kind of, you know, spreads out so that the XP, the same XP is needed for each, uh, subsequent level. It's the same thing's going to happen here. So you're going to have a whole new level system. They're going to take all your existing XP and convert that to this new player level. So depending on how much you play the game, that will depend on what your number is when you hit it on Tuesday. Um, that means every time you get a level, you get a loot box. Those loot boxes contain everything from skins that means all the legendary stuff you could buy uh what used to be master skins uh color tints are now considered skins it's a bit like overwatch in that way as well uh banners those are thrown down automatically when you're the one that takes a merc camp or you're the one that takes a keep and it just like it's like your little stamp of i'm awesome that comes and lands right in the center of where the core or the thing was they're sprays you put them on the ground uh they're temporary because they don't want people just spamming everywhere uh but there's all sorts of, you know, theme stuff. There are voice packs uh, for the actual game itself um, and probably a bunch more of those on their way right now. They're, you know, limited, but a bunch of those. And I'm trying to remember what else. Oh, emotes are in the system now. So you can send emotes through the, through the chat interface, which seems dumb, but it actually works really well in the game. And what else? Um, well, there's the thing that they uh, talked about yesterday, I think. The, mm-hmm. the What do they call the mega bundles? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Um, yeah, that's new. Which is awesome, especially for people here who might not have uh, played a lot and don't really know the game. That's your chance to get in. Well, yeah, go ahead. Explain. They're, they're going to give you enough of these gems. It's the new in-game currency. It's their space points, basically, um, <clears throat> that will let you buy one of these bundles. And these bundles are, it's up to 20 characters for free, depending on who you don't have, uh, which is insane. Like, that's just crazy. That's almost half the roster. Like it's insane, and some of the bundles have some crossover. Like Sylvanas shows up in two of them, but they're they're kind of categorized by type of player, so that you can zero in on the ones that you maybe feel the best about their play style or whatever. But even me, I'm gonna I've I've got I don't know probably six characters I don't own. I'm gonna somehow get those in a bundle. I can't wait. So, so yeah, same for me. What happens if you have almost all of the characters in the bundle? Like I I guess. We shouldn't be too greedy. They actually give you enough gems to get one of those bundles. So it's just free characters. But mm-hmm. like if you have almost all the characters already, you don't, I don't know, get 
some extra gems after spending them on the bundle well, or they, like they, they do it'll you be, buy the bundle and that's it no and no the no it, it's, you already had were too bad no it's a good question because it used to be back before they did the adjusted bundle stuff if you bought a bundle and you already had two of the characters in it you still spent the same amount of money for it was the bundle. less expensive right yeah they changed that to be less expensive the same will be true here you'll get whatever gems you get back oh um, really yeah and let's assume that none of the bundles work for you at all let's say you have all the characters just save it for the next character that comes out or save it for the next thing you want to buy. Like, there's so much stuff to buy now. You can buy mounts. You can buy skins. You can buy um, uh, everything. Sprays, voice packs, all that stuff. Or you can unlock them in loot boxes. Like It's like, you know, Overwatch has their weird currency. It's the same idea. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. I love it. I played it on the PTR for a couple of uh, few weeks now. I think it's going to be great. I think Genji's really great. I think Hanamura's brilliant. Uh, and we're is- going to get another another peek at a, another character already, like in in a few days, right? Yeah, they're, they're revealing doing, another one. As they're well. doing like an advent calendar. So the next thing is a character reveal. I think Tuesday we're supposed to get a brand new, like full blown cinematic for the game. Is, oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, especially it's really a relaunch, like as close you can you can. Well, it is a relaunch, but yeah, I mean um, the game, the core game is still the game, right? We're still going to be playing right, the game yeah, we yeah. played. With, you the know, gameplay doesn't change at all, basically. Not except really. For the new map, whatever. Yeah, but. not really. I mean, there, there, there have obviously been a lot of changes to the gameplay over time, but that's just always been there. So, so this is just a kind of a relaunch of what the game is from the get go. Uh, and I couldn't be more excited. The game's never been better in better shape. By the way, the rumors floating around is Diva is the next hero. I don't know if there's any substantiation to that claim, but hmm. she's very interesting to me as a hero's player. I want to see what she is in there. Um, and right. we're also we, we're also do a warrior about now, so that'd be good. Do a what? We're do a warrior, meaning we haven't had a warrior in a long time. It's all we oh, had, we, we're, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant duo like two. Oh, oh no, not like Varian. Varian's the only one they've we attempted that with. Okay. Sure, but they. I think that they'll probably do a warrior next. We've had a string of assassins, which has been fine. They've all been pretty great, but uh, but yeah, everyone's very much looking forward to what what potentially diva might mean um and again very thick and rich detailed commentary about what's happening in that game at frogpants.com slash core so if this cursory look is not enough for you you can certainly find way more there with me and my co-host john and Bo. uh let's talk about what else so geez let's see oh i know how about this oh uh, music i know what that is have you played this ungoro crater stuff have you been into it or i know I didn't. Um, I well, I launched the game um, once, mm-hmm. and it felt a little bit like it was too much to handle as a returning player after maybe a year. Mm. Um, so I'm not exactly sure I will get into it. I think uh, again, Garrett, who knows very much about that stuff, said that the easiest way to get back into it was probably to go play arena. Mm. And I have a bunch of gold, so I can easily get into, uh, you know, get a bunch of arenas. But they changed a couple of patches ago. They changed the way uh, the arena works to be standard. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about uh, the the wild format, which includes everything. Uh, you, the standard format is only going to be the current stuff. So you can go play arena and it's going to be just the current stuff. So you're going to see a lot of the new stuff and you don't necessarily need to worry about uh, buying the packs, how many packs I'm going to have and how I'm going to build my deck. And I think it's probably a good way of uh, getting back into it. And 
learning, you know, obviously you're not going to be doing great initially, but uh, learning the mechanics and seeing what works and what doesn't. And uh, so if you're if you're returning to it, I think it might be a good idea to do it like that. Ungoro itself does feel really interesting as an expansion. They have a bunch of new mechanics uh, in there, like the the quests. Uh, basically, the, the way the quests work is, I can't remember if we already talked about it on the show, but the way the quests work is that um, you play a card in the beginning of the, well, whenever you get it, but then you, you have to uh, complete a certain criteria, like play X number of death rattle cards or whatever, some criteria, and something happens when you do. So it's really, again, uh, an interesting mechanic and a, a different not knowing, you know, the, 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 these types of games. I don't really know if that happens in any other game like this, you know, in Magic, for example. Sure. But, um, but from the point of view of Hearthstone, it's really a refreshing, different kind of thing that uh, I'm expecting not excited. I, I would be lying if I was saying I'm I'm excited, but it feels like intriguing. So if I ever get uh you know some free time in my gaming world, which seems to never be ever happening again in 2017, um I'll check it out with uh you know uh, I'll be happy to 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 check it out with the arena. Uh, so there you go. Dill's Dill screwed me up because right around the time Ungoro was coming out, he had said uh, he was talking about we were talking about other alternate uh CCGs that he liked and that I liked and I was messing around with the the Elder Scrolls one and all that. And he recommended this game called Eternal, which is on Steam and is made by the same developers or at least publisher that that did the Elder Scrolls game. Um, I got totally hooked on it, and I haven't even touched Hearthstone since. So I don't know what's going on, but Eternal has like taken my attention away from Hearthstone a bit, in a way I didn't. How is it? What's the the pitch? Um, How is it different? The pitch is a totally different resource system. Uh, you you gain ability slash mana points as the levels or as the turns go, just like in Hearthstone. Except you can also add add land to your turn in the same way. Well, not land, but mana with cards. Right, so, like like land in, in like magic. magic, yeah. So it's, so they've taken like a chunk of magic, a little chunk of Hearthstone, and they've created something that's very reliant. It, it, in fact, one of the the main points of the game, and everyone keeps talking about, it, is there's zero RNG in this thing, uh, mm. RNG cards, I should say. Um, and a lot of players seem to like that. I think I like that. Uh, uh, whatever I don't I I don't know have enough depth to say that I really like it or don't but I I just know that my time with that so far has been really fun the parts I like that they took from Hearthstone is the presentation it's like very poppy explosive visceral feeling when the cards attack things when something gets mm. enhanced it's all very animated very explosive opening new cards is very satisfying so I think they took they definitely took a card from Blizzard's deck. Uh, in that regard, <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to do the quotes and everything. And then uh, the other thing I like about it is the attack. I don't know what other games do this, but you mark your minions for the ones you want to attack, and then they attack what they want to attack. So it's kind of hard to explain, but... Wait, what? I, I know, it's weird. So I'll choose... <clears throat> let's say I've got four minions out there, and he's got two minions, and I can go and select each minion and tell it I want it to be on attack mode or not. And I can tell which one's not to. But this is during my turn. So I've placed some cards maybe. I've done some stuff. 
and then maybe I've enhanced something and now I go and I click them and and they get these like barbs on them. They go shink and they get like these like almost like yellow glowing uh um wolverine claws on the outside of the cards. And then then I hit the attack button. And now they go and they attack what makes sense. And I don't know exactly how they're choosing, <laughs> but I know that when he ha- then he gets to choose if he's got a card that is capable of guarding he can turn that ability on right then. After I've made my move, he's got like a mini turn where he says, oh, well, I want my uh, thing oh, with six so you have the guard. interrupt thing. Yeah, so then my stuff's forced to attack it. But once, but if there's none of that on the board or once I've cleared any kind of guards, they seem to just sort of go, well, I'll, I'll hit the minion, but this one's going to go hit the boss, and this one's going to go back to a minion, and this one will hit the boss twice. And like it seems to have a little bit of that going on. I don't exactly okay, understand the rules. Very confusing to me. It seems it seems like it, but it feels really good. Something about okay. it feels good, and I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. So thanks, Dills. It's your fault, Mister Mister Hearthstone over there talked me into playing a competing CCG, and I really like it. Anyway, there's that. Uh, Patrick, what's going on? And ooh, ooh, Diablo, everybody. Diablo, that's uh, the 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 primeval. Bale used to have a brother and all that. We're going to talk about Diablo for a second. The closed beta for the Necromancer is happening right now, and I did not get in because no one loves me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ticked, but it's okay. I talked to the the lead on the team has contacted me and said, "Dude, I don't know what happened. I apologize. I've got you on the list now." So I will probably well, thank come. God because you you would be trashing Diablo if they hadn't assured you that. <laughs> You would get in. Well, I've been playing like, it since they know. So they did the like closet update with the you know your armory deal, and they did the other update <laughs> with like uh, keeping all your um, crafting materials in its own bank and that stuff. Uh, they also made it so there are no there's they're no longer like uh, bounties that are bonus ones. You don't get in and go, oh, this is a bonus bounty, and go do those because you get two caches. Now it's just one cache per place. It's a big fat one. Tyrion Ter- or Tyrion gives it to you. You poop it out, and you got a bunch of goods, right? Simple, easy, yeah. makes you play everything. It's less focused on which one's the bonus. Uh, so I was, I have been playing it with my uh, wizard, having a blast. No season ten character this time. I'm just working on the wizard who I always keep having there. He's my main, and I just want to play him. Right. So as far as he's concerned, he's getting the benefits of all the previous uh, um, uh, seasons plus the crap I've unlocked during those seasons. So that's what I'm focusing on at this moment. Necro probably hits what when we get season eleven probably when I'm it's guessing, public. Yeah. How yeah. how long are seasons? It's three months. Usually three months, but I want to say nine was shorter, but I could be wrong about that. It's just my the way. Uh, also, time for me is shorter in general. I don't know if that's an age thing or what, but yeah. that's probably your because you're closer to the speed of light. Is that how it is? Um, is that the way it works? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that at all. Screw, screw science. Screw physics. Yeah, screw physics and science. They can all f off. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, you've been playing it. I really would like to know your impressions because you've got full talent tree and everything now, right? Full what? Well, the, the necro at BlizzCon only had like some basics in there, and now it's right, like right. the full meal deal. Yeah. So um, basically, just so you know, I did not get into Diablo 1 or 2. I didn't really play them. Maybe, you know, like a month or something. Not even. I don't think I finished either. Mm -hmm. So I really am not... I wasn't into Diablo before the third one came out. And uh, I have no connection with the Necromancer. 
And when uh, we tried it at BlizzCon, of course, I tried it for like five or ten minutes, and I was like, well, whatever, I don't, I don't care about this. And, um, and I really was not impressed. So when the beta started, I, I got in, um, thanks to, you know, the, uh, how did we put it before the show started? Like, I was... I, I spent five years at Blizzard trying to make people think I liked them so that they would invite <laughs> me in betas. Um, it worked. They yeah. invited me in this one. And, um, and, and so I figured, you know, I'm going to give it a try, whatever. I'm like, as we said, I was in the dark. In, in, it wasn't a fun time. And I figured I'm going to try the, 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 the Necro. It's going to pass time, whatever. And uh, so I created Edgelord. That's why that name was in my mind uh, earlier. Edgelord, the super emo uh, necro. And I figured, I really thought I was going to play for half an hour. And I ended up bringing him to level 40, I think. Mm -hmm. Which for me is not half an hour. It was a few hours at least. And, and having, honestly, a blast. And I think it's two things. It's one, the rediscovering, not even rediscovering, but... The, the refinding the fun in Diablo, which I've played like, I don't know, three, four hundred hours of that game. So it's not like I don't know the fun that Diablo can be. Um, but as we said, I hadn't played it for at least a year, at least. Um, and I just it came back the fun, the simplicity of it, the, the joy of exploding everything around you came back to me. And uh, and the other thing is the Necro is really fun yeah uh, it's not in the beta right now they took him out uh because uh they they're making some changes there was a couple of bugs a couple of issues uh but playing the necro feels really fun like you have an army not an army it's not a huge amount of of uh of minions but there's a good number, even at level forty, and the way it works is that you have uh essence which you get by doing some of the skills. And then you have the corpses and the corpses of the enemies you kill, you can use to do different things. Either you're going to use it as a resource to raise skeletons or uh, my personal favorite is revive, which is actually reviving um, the enemies themselves. Most of them are implemented in that you raise the ones you just killed and the models at this are, are the same for most of them. And you raise them to fight for you for, I don't know, six, ten seconds, something like are that. They, so, are they like, uh, are, are they zombified, like looking all kind of haggard and stuff? Or are they just the normal models of the... No, they're, they're a different color, but they're basically... They they have probably have a different shaders or different, you know, yeah. uh, colors, but they're basically the same models. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so you have your own skeletons. And you have your your the ones you raise right. and a bunch of like you can do corpse explosion, of course, oh which is gosh. joyful yeah. because you as I'm sure it was like that in, in the second one. But you make corpse explosion, which do, does a ton of damage. And so you kill other mobs, which then turn into corpses that you can explode again. It's like a, a wonderful chain reaction of death. And, um, and it's, that is super fun. But when you raise them as well, you're like running around, having your minions kill everything and, uh, basically using the death of your enemies to kill more of your enemies. It's amazing. Yeah. Even, and, at, even um, at BlizzCon where you only had the limited, you know, we had limited selection of, of, uh, we only had one thing per key. So we weren't into all the talents yet or anything or any of the runes. 
And even that just felt so utterly satisfying. Just to run into a space and have all your skeletons swarm on something and attack it. Like it, the feeling of, of the Necro in 2 is there for sure. And mm. I cannot wait. I am so irritated that everyone else has it. <laughs> well, it's not in the beta right now. So even if you get to in today, you're not going to be able to play him. All right. So fair enough. Don't. Yeah. Don't fret. Um, and, uh, and, and so there's, there's that. And again, you know, the uh, system of Diablo 3, which was very much decried in the beginning because people were so attached to the second one and whatever. But having all of those skills that you can use in different ways and change whatever you want and the different runes, like you can go full like melee uh, necro. You can, there's tons of variations and you can find different kinds of fun in each character. That's the same for every character, but just the, with the necro, it's another flavor of that. Yeah. Um, so there's also, I could talk about the necro for a while, but I also want to talk about the challenge rifts, which are really interesting. Do you know about this? Uh-uh. Tell me more. So, why do I not know about they, Oh, no, maybe I do. Explain it in the way you know it, and then I'll, maybe I just don't remember yeah. what it was called. Well, they talked about it at BlizzCon, so you probably um, hmm. you probably heard about it before. But again, you know, it's one of those things that was overshadowed by the silly uh, old-school retro Diablo event, which ended up being underwhelming, yeah. or actually wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't under or overwhelming. It's just it whelming. Just, it's just whelming. It was just whelming, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what happens is that they select one specific uh, iteration of a rift with one for one player uh, every week or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they give you that player's complete kit with um, uh, abilities and armor, you know, weapons and armors and items and everything's the same. And the rift is the same every time. It's the exact same layout and the exact same everything. And then you get to try and beat and do the fastest time in that rift for your, um, for your, you know, that week. So you have a, a comp you have a competition between your friends or between the region or all of this, and you have time to perfect your run on that rift and to start to know and understand it. And that's, already fun because you know it's another way of doing a competition high level competition without you having to get all the gear but beyond that it's it gives you a chance to experience a certain type of gameplay that you might not have gotten into otherwise uh, because as we know in diablo the different you know when you have a specific build that with uh, specific items it changes the gameplay completely and that gives you an opportunity to try out a, a certain type of character that you wouldn't have tried out hmm. otherwise. And uh, that's a really clever way of doing it. I agree. It's uh, it's almost like they're taking notes from the heroes team on how arenas get people to do that. You know, you take a little these, bit, yeah. they're not arenas, a brawl. You take like a the brawls. Yeah. You pick from three characters you've never played before and you're like, oh, I don't know him. And then suddenly you're like, ooh, I kind of like him. And now you're buying him and playing him. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so I did that for a few hours yeah. and then I was like, man, Diablo's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to go play Diablo. Yeah. And and so I I uh took out my uh old wizard for a run. My it's it, he's Tell Russia wizard roughly Torment 10 something like that. And uh, and I was, you know, having fun, but there was a bunch of stuff that I didn't understand. I I stopped playing before Can Ice Cube and like all of those things. Oh, yeah. And um there's a lot. And so fun. someone said 
yeah, someone said, you know, you should play seasons, like do a seasons character. And I was like, a season? What? No, I don't. I don't want to. And they were like, well, you get a six piece, you know, set at the end if you do all the things. I was like, well, what? Wait, yeah. okay, six. Uh, all right, I'll do that. And I've been having lots and lots of fun with my uh, barbarian. Uh, you know, I it's like my second or third barbarian, and um, going through the season, it's really fun. And I got the set and i'm using a you know it's a furious charge build and my previous barbarian was obviously a whirlwind because that's what you do when you're cool and you're a barbarian but so i didn't i had when i'm talking about the different types of fun in different gameplays that you have in this game um I had no idea that the barbarian could be played like that as well and the furious charge barbarian is is incredibly fun and you get that I mean, this is old news, you know, it's Diablo, but it <laughs> grabbed me again and I'm exploding hundreds and thousands of mobs and loving every second of it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, I don't know, 25 hours into my season 10 barbarian uh, Paragon 200 almost. Oh so, yeah, I'm having lots of fun and, and Diablo has grabbed me again and it's cyclical, you know, it is. I'll, I'm sure I'll get back to something else afterwards and I'm playing Overwatch as well. And it's mm -hmm. just it's a, way, it's a way it goes. I'm glad it's just always this friend you can go back to and play and it's always there for you. It's ready, ready to do what you need to do. And they've been making steady improvements. By the way, the management of the instance podcast would just like to state for the record, uh, Patrick pulling out his dusty old wizard is not a euphemism. All right, moving on. We're going to talk briefly about uh, this game here. You know this one. Maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe not. This is the wrong song. But it's okay, though, because I couldn't find the right one. It's StarCraft, everybody. StarCraft. I can't believe we're talking about StarCraft. StarCraft Remastered <laughs> is coming this summer, and it's going to be free. This all happened while we weren't here. Uh, 4K up-res, the integration with Blizzard app, uh, the app, and being able to play with people online and all that stuff. So the rumors are true. This is old news. But what's new is earlier this week, they launched a updated version. Oh, this is StarCraft. Listen. Hold on. It's a very weird cover. Yeah, it's like Starcraft. a jazz version or something. I think yeah. this might be Andrew Allen. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, uh, they put out a patch for the first time in eight years for the game of StarCraft One and Brood War that made it not only you know up to whatever tech standard they need but also made it so it would run on all modern computers that you could download for free today it made it free terpster made a joke online saying i should have waited 19 years and i could have gotten it for free um i think that that was a uh, a hero's joke for all the people angry at 2.0 and the loot system thing oh it might have been that's Maybe. a good point but anyway, uh, I also think this is just a multi-layered approach where they're like, all right, the groundwork for that game is already it already exists. We need people to get it, download it, and have it, and then we'll just insert graphics and stuff in the summer, and everyone's got StarCraft Remastered. All right, so that's the news, but the bigger question I have for you is, weirdly, and I think StarCraft II is great, but weirdly, I haven't been this excited about an RTS in a while. Like, I'm really stoked about Brood War. I loved Brood War. I played the shit out of it back in the day. It well, was... that's why. That's the reason. So, if that's the... here, So, okay, bigger question. If there are people like me, does StarCraft 1 remastered, given that it will have full online functionality and all the stuff you expect out of those things, and ranking and other things, at least I think it will, 
is it possible that this is Blizzard's um, opportunity to revive it as a viable competitive esport on its own, even though it never really left in Korea, but let's say a renewed interest in classic StarCraft given that StarCraft II's popularity as an eSport has drifted down some. Do you think that's what's going on here, or do you think that's a bunch of hooey and it's just a thing they're doing? Well, let me answer your question in very clear terms. All right. No. (laughs) All right. No, I don't think... Listen, it's... I mean, again, we were talking about this with Garrett on, on Pixels. We keep referencing other shows here, but... That's what we do. Um, we were talking about this, and he made the point that there are probably going to be lots of tournaments for like three months in StarCraft One because of the nostalgia factor. And fair enough. And yes, in uh, Korea, where they're still playing StarCraft One, they're probably going to be using that upgraded version, I'm sure. But I very much doubt that this is going to become an ongoing thing, like beyond what StarCraft is today. Um, I I can't imagine, you know, the reason StarCraft isn't being played anymore as much as it was is not that StarCraft 2 did this or that. It's that the the world of esports have moved on, has moved on to uh, MOBAs and FPSs and other stuff like that. So I might be wrong, but I don't see it happening. I think it has, I think they have a couple of benefits for doing this. Because first of all, you have to ask the question, why are they doing it at all? If it's free, then what's the benefit to Blizzard? Is it just goodwill? Maybe. Well, Okay, wait a second. The old version is free. The old the version, new version is free isn't free. It, the, the, it, the, the the remastered version that's coming out this summer is going to be sold for actual money. I was I I don't think that's true. I think remastered I, is also free. Are you are you <laughs> sure about you that? Are, yes. Hold on. Remastered. I got to find something here. Um I maybe there's some confusion on the messaging, but I swear I think there's some confusing in your head. Well, where are you seeing? Where are you? Where? How do you know about this? Because this is confusing. Where? Where are you? How do you know about it being not free? Because I, I, everything I read says I'm pretty sure they said it was not, or they didn't talk about the price. But I'm pretty sure it's not going to be free. Okay, so maybe if they it's, if it's maybe not, they didn't mention it, but in that case, I'm I'm how do you say it? I'm calling it. It's, I'm calling it. StarCraft Remastered is not going to be free. And then when it isn't, I'm going to be referencing this until the end of time. Okay, here's what TechSpot says. I don't know who they are. It's a website. All right, they do tech things. I don't know, so I don't. I can't speak to their, you know, whatever. But they say play StarCraft for free with updated graphics. Uh, it says here as of patch, whatever, whatever. I want to get the right thing here. Has been updated now. Available as free as of this morning. A fully that's rem- the old version, not the remastered. No, version. no, I know that. And then it says a fully remastered version with 4K graphics is also in the works, later for release uh, later this year. Oh, at a cost. Shit. <laughs> All right, but you got to admit that headline's bad. The headline says play car Starcraft for free with updated graphics because there are no updated graphics in the in the old one. It's the Mr. same. Mr. Johnson. It's the same. If, it's the same if, game. If we if we have learned anything from 2016, <laughs> it's that we shouldn't form opinions based on headlines alone. <laughs> That's a good All point. Right? You know, no, you're wrong. You're not wrong. I but I have been operating on this on this mistruth for about two weeks now, and I've said a lot of dumb things on the air on various shows about it because I thought that the <laughs> I thought what they were saying was it's free for everybody when that comes out. 
and also this updates for free so it's all going to kind of lead together and be the same core game on your hard drive but if that's not the case that's different this is a for-profit thing then they aren't doing it out of goodness of their heart or as a way to spark like a weird esports thing so i i you're not wrong i think you're right damn it i hate when you're right but i think you're right That's uh, all right. It happens. Scott sometimes. Johnson, the Civ the Great makes a good point in the chat. He says, Scott Johnson, shit wizard. You're right. I'm a shit wizard. <laughs> um, all right. Let's let's move on. It's exciting though, right? I mean, whatever. It's StarCraft. It'll be fun. I'm- yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Uh and just also I'm guessing that we're gonna see uh the other, you know, Trinity games uh remastered as well like warcraft and uh, diablo i think we're gonna see them remastered at some point yeah they're all coming and Mm -hmm. there ain't nothing you can do about it or maybe there is doesn't matter because here's this hear ye hear ye why it's the town crier (laughs) town crier is indeed here it's an email we got an email uh sent to us at the instance at gmail.com and this comes from Necronoc? Necronoc. Is that how you'd say that? Nec- eh, probably. Necronoc. He says, hey guys, Necronoc here. I have a quick question. What do you think the likelihood is that the secret project all these people inside Blizzard have moved to is yet another attempt at a new MMO in the market? Possible? Not possible? Love to get your take. Necronoc. Uh, all right, so we know that this is there. That is the case. There's a new team formed at that Blizzard, super secret. Bunch of people have moved there, including the former heads of uh, 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 Russell World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, World of Warcraft, but also Russell. Uh, so Tom Chilton, uh, who who wore his pants tucked in to a t-shirt? Who, why can't I think of his name? Heroes guy, <laughs> Olive Lizard, the former Starcraft. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, Olive Lizard. <laughs> Oh, Browder. Browder, Russell Browder. Browder. He was he was a champion. No, not of the, Russell, Dustin. Or Dustin Browder. Dustin Browder. I can't my brain isn't working. Dustin Corey Browder. Stockton, I think, went to the other it's but just to be clear, I don't think it's one team. I think it's the new department that Alan Adham is uh heading, and I think there might be multiple teams in there. I don't I, I mean we don't know, but I think it's a number. This is that teams. think tank thing, maybe. I think so, yeah. Okay, so so that's number one. That's that's maybe the greater possibility is that this think tank is a different thing and they've taken some of their top talent to work on ideas in there. Uh, it is possible, however, that one of those teams forming therein or maybe the entire thing is focused on something like an MMO, but I don't think so. I think that Blizzard would have pushed all the way through with what Overwatch was originally intended to be if they thought there was going to, if the right financial conditions existed for a new MMO. Um, I, I don't know all the details about why that thing crashed and burned, but I think part of it was that the market, they weren't sure the market would bear that. Plus, do they really want to split their audience? Plus all kinds of questions about MMOs right now in the current, the current state of video games. Honestly, I'm not sure that, I mean, the market thing, I don't think matters all that much. They would have found a way of making it work with maybe a different business model. Maybe it would have been free to play. Maybe it would have been, you know, less expensive. I don't know. I think the bigger problem is that they didn't think it was good enough. Um, And if they didn't think it was good enough with however many people were on that team for however long, um, I doubt they're going to jump back in immediately and not only are they, well, I mean, clearly 
the world has moved on from MMOs and it's a little bit too early to bring them back. And also the stigma of that experience of that team and the, the, the biggest failure of Blizzard, thankfully, you know, Overwatch came out of that, but it's still a big failure internally. Uh, I, I don't think anyone is going to think we're going to jump into a big scale MMO uh, so soon. Mm. So I don't see that happening, especially given how successful smaller scale projects like Hearthstone and Overwatch are uh, being right now. Mm-hmm. Um, even Overwatch, which, which has you know taken the world by storm, it's a you know big enough game, but it's still much much smaller than something like an MMO, and it's making tons of of yeah. money by Blizzard um, standards. It's a smaller game. There's no question about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, so in the chat room, Kappa Slasher is saying Destiny 2. And, you know, that might be a a version of some multiplayer co-op game they're doing. I mean, not Destiny 2, but something uh, akin to that. Uh, but that's not an MMO, though. I mean, if anything, the one thing that people are very angry about with uh, Destiny, it's that it's not an MMO. It's instanced. Uh, it's uh, small social hubs. You don't have servers. You don't... You don't have a, a persistent world, so um, I could see that happening for sure. Like a much, uh, uh, you know, a co-op multiplayer game. Yes, and I think I would love to see that coming from Blizzard because PvP is great, but I also love the PVE aspects. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm wondering what I'm. I'm pretty sure that Diablo Four is in the works as well, yeah. and that is very intriguing oh it's because a, you it's know, incredibly intriguing. i wonder what yeah. that game even i mean what does that game look like in terms of st- structure they've learned so much during the time of three and what's worked what know. hasn't and all that i don't know what four is i don't know do they even make it like not isometric i don't know like i don't, I don't know. know i don't know and maybe they're doing something else god knows but since they're not they don't seem to be putting out a, another expansion for diablo 3 i'm guessing it's diablo 4 they're working on but anyway that's neither here nor, nor there you think the, we get, um, do you think we get any kind of announcements of blizzcon that's like that significant like a d4 or something because there's i don't know anything that's in the works like what so when did when did reaper souls come out it was uh, 2014 14 early 14 yeah um so reaper of souls yeah that's a bit short three years for um three years to develop a game maybe yeah, it's possible maybe. i guess it's possible it would be three and a half years they could announce it and say beta next year that could happen they did a bunch um, of hires for diablo stuff so ooh, i don't i don't know i don't know i just i feel like we haven't had a blizzcon in a while that had a huge announcement it's not been since overwatches overwatches <laughs> overwatches announcement that well that was a couple of years ago well, so it was like it would 2013 be... right 13 i think no what overwatch yeah. no no no. that was 2015 14 14 i mean announced 15 and they said beta next year no it was 14 it was the year i left blizzard no nope, I, I got that. it i got it because this i now i know why here's why the the year i had dinner with metzen uh the first time i had dinner with metzen was was the year of the overwatch announcement and then the next year we had dinner again and then he wasn't there the next year so that had to be 2014 no well yeah 14 yeah. No, it's 15. What? No, no it's he, 14. You're right. Yeah, he announced okay, it. That's very confusing. They announced it in 2014. It is 14. That is correct. So they announced okay. it in 2014, released it in 2016. 
So if they announce something, I mean, if they did announce something this year, they could release it in 2018, which means five, uh, four years apart. It could, it could happen. It could happen, but I think it's unlikely. We might see something else. Um, I'd like, God, I don't know because that, that, uh, that incubator thing, that think tank was formed. Apparently they announced Adham joined, uh, last year, so it's it must be like what about a year now. You can't announce a game after a year in, especially if you're the idea of that think tank is uh, well, think tank incubator is to try out new things and see if they work out. Sure, but maybe there's another team that had been working on other stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, they had hires for they had Diablo team hire stuff that were for mystery projects for Diablo before the Adham announcement. So that's entirely and, and, possible. But maybe they even had another team because. The teams we know of are so team one is StarCraft, yeah, right? Yeah. Team two is WoW. Uh-huh. Is it? Yep. Team three. What is team three? Team three is Diablo. Diablo. Team four is uh Heroes of the Storm and StarCraft. God, I forgot. No. No, that's team one. StarCraft is team one. But God, so so is Heroes. God, I I forget. I can't believe I forgot the names of the Yeah, you the used teams, to be, but, but you're the worst XPR person I know. I know, I know. <laughs> so Team 5 is Hearthstone and Team, uh, no, Team 6? Whatever. Team 6 they is, have is Overwatch, right? Probably. Six? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. They have six games. <laughs> the last game they announced is uh, Overwatch, and that's six teams. Maybe there's a Team 7 oh, there could that be. had been working in parallel with, you know, once Hearthstone came out. Because the thing is, the team that worked on Overwatch is basically the team that had been working on um, on Titan. Mm. So that team was there before already. It's not like a new team that formed for Overwatch. So the last team that formed was the Hearthstone team, so yeah. Team 5, yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. maybe. Um uh, and, and so that was a while ago because Hearthstone came out a, a long time ago, 2012, uh, 13, something like was that. 13? Um, oh my gosh, I think so. my timeline so is all they, jacked up. Yeah. So that's four years at least. I can't believe, or maybe it's possible, but I guess it's possible that they had another team form after the release of Hearthstone thinking, yeah, this kind of small iterative, like small projects seem to be working out. It doesn't cost a lot to, to research. Uh, let's make another team, and maybe that team is getting to the point where they can uh, present something now. Hearthstone. The, the Mar- point is Hearthstone, March eleventh, twenty fourteen. By the way, was the release oh, date? Okay, yeah, but it had been in beta for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, almost like. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the point is, we have no idea. Is the take? <laughs> yeah, we we really haven't helped Ragnarok or whatever his name is very well, but that's well, fine. For the MMO, I don't think so. No, the MMO, I don't think it's going to happen. I right. would say no. Right. When did they announce Hearthstone? That's what I'm curious about. Was that 20? Well, it was at PAX East 2012. Oh, my gosh. They formed the team in June of 2008. Oh, uh, that info's public? T- yeah, t- it is. It is according to the Hearthstone wiki. It says Team 5 right. is created and development of Hearthstone begins. Ben Brode states that his, uh, his first records are from June 2008. Uh, but that full-on development didn't start until a while after that. 2009, right. uh, 2010, Dodds and Brode produced the first working version of Hearthstone using Flash. So, wow, so, that goes way back. Yeah, that. so, yeah, the, basically, I didn't realize that was public, so I guess I can talk about it now. <laughs> when I joined Blizzard um, in 2009, 
basically, of course, you know, the first or second day, people told me what was what the company was working on. And there was, of course, you know, um, StarCraft 2, Diablo 3, the expansions, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, there's this little project at the time. It was called Pegasus. Um, I believe, you know, the code name. We they All the game had, uh, all the games had uh, myth- mythical creatures names like Diablo was Hydra, I think, or that kind of thing. Um, and, and, and they were like, well, it's this. Uh, it's this small card playing card, like card game. I was like, what the, okay, whatever. I really don't care about this. It's not going to be dumb. (laughs) And of course, as you know, I ended up playing that game nonstop for two years. Um, but yeah, so that, that was a while ago and the team was, uh, working on other stuff, helping out, uh, on other games. So it took a really long time for the, the actual game to come out. And I would not be surprised if they had that. I actually don't know. So I'm not, (laughs) you know, revealing anything, but I really wouldn't be surprised if, uh, at that point, they had multiple different teams working on stuff, and maybe only Hearthstone came out of it, and maybe uh, some other teams were working on other stuff that were interesting, or at least the idea of having those small teams um, was interesting to the company, and maybe that's where the uh, Adham department came from, and maybe they had other projects that were advanced and that they're now ready to uh, to show. So Right. No. Um, what's I'm sorry. I'm digging through this, and I just realized that everything I'm looking at other timelines. Everything Blizzard makes takes forever. We don't always know about it because it takes years to tell anyone. But like sometimes this stuff's in development for eight years, and then they announce it, and it's like so, shite. Holy crap! They work for I, a long time on this stuff. I really think there's a difference between uh, pre 2012 Blizzard and post 2012 Blizzard. Yeah. After Diablo came out, they were like, "All right." We're not going to do this again. Um, And Hearthstone, yes, it was in development forever, but really it started, they started serious work on it in what was it, 2012, 11? That I don't know. So I'm relying on your, you know, source to. Sure. um, 2012 was the announcement. 2013 was the release. Uh, But they really started prototyping in 2010, something like that. So it was two or three years. Uh, Overwatch was also a relatively short and yes, they had they had some work uh, on Titan, but it was also um, it was also you know not it was redone from the get go. So I do think they don't want to spend eight years developing one game again. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with that. Between I don't think... Diablo, that was restarted like three times, and Titan, that was a, a spectacular failure. I think they don't want to do that again. So I wouldn't be surprised if if two or three years, maybe four is a, a more yeah a common uh development they have to be they have to be more fluid in today's com- very competitive gaming market and i think that's how they'll do it and they have been doing that so i, I agree with you 100 percent on that um one final thing i was going to say about that and what was it it was that i don't remember well, one one thing I can add is that uh, regarding development time, you have to remember how big of a earthquake WoW was for the company. I mentioned this from time to time, but I think from 2004 to 2010, all the company was working on was growing the company itself to accommodate the needs of the juggernaut that was WoW. Yeah, and that was that put everything else maybe not on hold, but really in slow motion. So that's also another explanation was why games took so long to develop in that in the meantime. I think the one day there needs to be a book, and it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to read it about what WoW did to everyone's life there. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, oh, I know what I was going to say. I, I just hope one day we get to, I just want to see that Flash version of Hearthstone in action. I just want to see what it looks like. <laughs> that weird prototype Flash version would be very interesting for me to see. I think they showed it in a couple of, uh, there were stills. maybe not the Flash version, but early versions. Yeah, there were some old stills and like, yeah, Broad had talked about like a PowerPoint presentation where he just faked all the graphics, like little squares and stuff to represent things. And that's interesting, but I want to see like actual, like some YouTube leaked video of the Flash version of uh, of Hearthstone. That would be great. Circa 2009. Oh, yeah. Like that was a long time ago. Anyway, uh, it's going to do it for the show. Big thanks for the email. Uh, the instance at gmail.com is the email address. You can send your own in. We're happy to read them right here on the show. So thanks again, Nakranok. Uh, Patrick, before we go, anything you would like to send people's squinties or ear holes to? Uh, <laughs> not sure I want to do that, but uh, <laughs> all right, I'll give it a try. Right. Well, I talked about uh, Pixels uh, a number of times during the show. So if you haven't gotten the hint yet, go listen to Pixels. It's a fun show about gaming news in general. We had uh, our friend Garrett Weindrill on the show this week, and we covered a bunch of stuff. The Xbox uh, Scorpio, Persona 5, um, a number of announcements, including Destiny 2, Battlefront 2, and of course, a lot of stuff about Blizzard. So uh, go check that out. It's available in all of your podcast apps. Uh, the name is Pixels, and you can also find it at Frenchspin.com, which is the show that hosts my the site that sh- hosts my shows. Yeah, and you and I did uh, a bunch of things on there for like E3 last year. We'll probably do it again this year. Mm-hmm. Looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. So, it's coming uh, up. June is in what? It's two months away. It's like two months Wait, away. When is E3? E3 is in June or July. I don't know. It's, it's not, June, but I, I it's not the it's not the weekend of Nerdtacular. It's fine. <laughs> we're, I know oh, that's we're good. The end, right? Yeah, but, we're at the very end of that month. Wait, so we're, wait, we're not, when we, is E3? E3 is June's day or day of time. I don't know. Uh, thirteen. So it's basically less than two months away. Good lord! Right, right. Microsoft has their uh, conference in on the eleventh. So it's coming up. Yeah. It's six weeks. Yeah, E3 is big deal. Looking Gonna forward sleep to that a lot. During yeah, <laughs> I love when pre- you are doing these simulcasts with me and you get really tired and you swear a lot. It's my favorite thing. So we're looking forward to that. Everybody check that out. In the meantime, theinstance.net is our website. You can go there, be there, hang out there, get all the stuff you need there. It's all linked right there. Big thanks to everybody who listened live and those at home and everyone on YouTube, wherever you're at. It's uh, We love you all. Uh, Instant Show on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. Patrick's at Not Patrick. And you can find more shows like this over there at uh, frogpants.com. And there's a lot over there right now, so do check that out. I think that's... Oh, there's an Overwatch tournament coming up called Overpants. It's a Frogpants Overwatch tournament. Details to come on how you and your team can participate. There will be prizes and mostly fun. So uh, details to come on that. Maybe even Patrick will end up on your team. Who knows? Mm. Uh, But for me, for Patrick, and for those other two chuckleheads, we'll see you next time. Bye! Unexpected labor issues pose problem for Legion invasions. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. After months of wondering where the armies of the Legion had gotten to, the Alliance and Horde forces in the Broken Shores awoke earlier this week to find the skies filled with invasion ships and the ground full of demons. But oddly, six hours later, they all vanished, not to reappear till the following day. This part-time battle concept stands in stark contrast to last summer, when the Legion was able to mount attacks simultaneously on multiple fronts across all of Azeroth. 
Curious as to this change in strategy, ODN fired up its best scrying devices to see what it could learn. And boy, did we find something big. It turns out that the demons, imps, and other fell employees of the Legion have unionized, and their current contract states that Kil'jaeden can only make them work one invasion a day. Furthermore, it appears that the minions' lust for battle is very fickle, so sometimes the day's invasion happens when the vast majority of Azeroth's heroes are away at their day jobs, schools, etc. If you miss that six-hour window, too bad for you. I personally attempted to ask a Legion spokesimp if this strategy of off-hour attacks made any sense at all. The imp simply berated me as too stupid to understand his master's plans, tried to sprinkle me with barbecue sauce, and closed by screeching that any further questions should be directed to the Legion Department of... Infernal Affairs. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at FrogPants.com.